white and blue. We like to win in style, we've done it for a while. It's better to aim very high, then our football story will echo with glory. Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory. I'm Jack. We've got a special guest today joining us for his first time on the show, Chris. Hi guys. How are you, mate? I'm well. Long time listener, first time caller. There he is. Yeah. <laughs> Love a pre-rehearsed joke. It was a little bit, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, so me and Chris, um, done a bit. We well, we sort of used to work together, um, but big Spurs fans. That's really the foundations of all of our conversations. I've been trying to get him to come on for a while, so it's good to have you on. Yeah. Um, as we do with every first-time guest, we'll just run through the classic first-time questions. Um, so, like, why why are you a Spurs fan? Oh, it's just grained into me. Just uh, my dad, Tottenham fan, um, in Stevenage as well. It's big Tottenham Arsenal like yeah. area, Hertfordshire. Yeah. yeah, so. There, there was no option really. It was you just didn't Tottenham. pick the dark side, which I is didn't good. pick the dark side. No, I, uh, just just Tottenham straight away. Found the famous Holston white T-shirt. Remember, uh, the shirt had that. Excellent. Um, that was Excellent. Bad, really, yeah. Similar to uh, to be honest, most of us that are on the pod, it's all dads, granddads, family yeah. tradition. There's no way. Like if I have ever son, there's no way it'd be anything but Spurs. I'm, I'm yeah. sure you're the same. God, absolutely. <laughs> um, can you remember your first game? Yes. What was it? Definitely, it was a. Uh, we played uh, Bolton at home, and uh, Big game. it was a massive, massive game. game. Yeah, this is definitely a tier A category game. <laughs> um, it was um, we just signed Robbie Keane that year, and uh, he was like flying. And uh, we won the game three one. And I remember on the bench they had Chris Armstrong, and he got a like massive, massive cheer. Yeah, and I remembered who he was. But I never saw him play. But um, was that was this when Bolton had Big Sam? Uh, yeah, it must have been actually. Yeah, because he took him up, didn't he, Big Sam? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. so I think it was. Um, when about was that? Was that like early two thousand? Yeah, so I was, I was probably about twelve, so two thousand two, maybe like yeah. two thousand three. Um, and then um, what I do remember is though, like uh, Keane got the winner, and you remember he used to do the the cartwheel, yeah, the tumble, classic yeah. celebration. Well, I was in the corner, and he came over and he did it. That in that corner, and I'm it about. Wasn't, it wasn't to you. It was. Right. It was. <laughs> it was to me that day. It was, and uh, I was three rows from the front, and I remember it vividly. And I just, oh, oh, he's done that for me there. Yeah. So he that knew, was a great. He knew first it was game. my first game. Yeah. Three one, it finished. Yeah. That's great. What? Can you remember anything else about the game? Was it classic Spurs one nil down, fight back? Was, or like, was it? it? We scored two very like it was two one, and then we're three one like in the last sort of five minutes. Nervy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Very classic Spurs nervy game, but. Uh, no, I just remember the stadium being really loud and thinking, Christ, no experiences for yeah. Where, where were you there. sat? Do you remember where you it sat? Was, uh, I can't remember what side it was. It was, uh, I think it was the West End. That's well, the same size as the dugouts? Uh, yes, you, yeah, yeah, that West, side, yeah. West. In, uh, in, right by the corner, corner flag, yeah. Good to see it's West Lower. Yeah. Um, that's great, that's great. Oh, we love hearing people's first games as well, mm. and I seeing what Brilliant. it was. My brother's first game, he's not he's not made an appearance on Echoes of Glory yet, but his first game was amazing. It was a 3-0 home loss to Middlesbrough. Oh. So I remember it vividly. Me, my dad, my well brother. Spent. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like 20 minutes ago, my brother was just sat there asleep. Yeah. It was like, brilliant. 3-0 <laughs> down at home to Barry, can't blame him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> favourite goal you've seen live or just a, a favourite Spurs goal or my, both? Um, the favourite one live? I need to think about that, to be honest. But I, the favourite one... Of the, the bail one sticks out the West Ham away um, last minute I, yeah I went to I actually went to watch Spurs beat West Ham last season 4-0 and that was something special that was oh, good that was great uh, but the fa- my favourite one 
to watch actually was the the Berbatov goal away at Charlton where he flicks it around the corner and runs the pitch. Yeah. He, like Berbatov was something special, I remember. That really. is that goal is Berbatov summed it up. Is, Apart yeah. from the fact that he outpaced the defender. I know, yes. Yeah. <laughs> everything else. Berbatov's on twenty fags a day, like how's he winning that race? Um but uh, there's the other, another Berbatov one is um, when we beat Wigan. It was like that classic. Was it six three or something like that? Or oh, he got four of them. Oh, was that? Was it Reading seven? Oh, Reading. So that was it. Yeah. Dave Kitson nicked a hat trick. Yeah, he Reading, did. Yeah. And uh, and Berbatov pulled. He was in the box. The ball went about fifty feet in the air, and he just rolled a defender and just tapped it in. It didn't even strike the oh, ball. Yeah. yeah. It, was it, was, a, it was like it was like a weird volley, weren't it? He yeah. turned, but there was no power on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That was a great goal. Yeah. What what a player Berbatov was. Mm. Um, is he your favourite player? Was there someone else? He is. He actually, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, if there was three, it would be it'd be him, Keane, and it'd be a, a mix up between Deadly King and oh, someone like Modric. Yeah, but I'd probably say Berbatov just because. Um, you know that was the first time I properly saw real quality at Tottenham. Yeah. Like he, he was a different level. Like I yeah. think that was a step up. That was. Yeah. I mean, Keane, Keane was brilliant because at the time before we signed Keane, we were signing people like Redknapp and Ziga. And, yeah. You know, and these sort of old pros who couldn't really hack it anymore. And then Robbie Keane was a bit of a young, sort of a bit raw. And yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he got the crowd going. But then Berbatov took it to another level, I think. And, and then, I think Berbatov as well. He was like a that he defined Spurs. Like absolutely. Yeah. Like that style. The, the flair that he brings, the quality, but also that bit of little bit of frustration when you used to watch him and you think, yeah. can you do a little bit more? Yeah. But he was he was quality. I remember when he moved to Man United and watching Champs Deadline Day and there was the footage of just the top of his head yeah, inside just, Old Trafford. Yeah, and I remember was like, that. Oh my God, he's actually leaving. <laughs> that was horrendous. I remember it when... It was always going to come that day. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah was, I suppose it was the point we were at, weren't it, really? Like you get a quality yeah. player like that, you can't keep him for too no, long. Yeah. But I think he actually said at the time as well, like a bit of a stepping stone in Tottenham was... I think he saw it as that personally. I also remember us signing Vlad Kirikes and him saying the same thing. Oh, really? Stepping stone. <laughs> Stepping stone to Napoli. Come on, uh, Vlad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Tearing it up in Syria at the moment. Um, any other like sort of like big memories as, as a Spurs fan growing up? Was there like a specific game where you look back and you were like, yeah, that was it, like winning a cup or like big win against yeah, the rival? Yeah, well, the, the cup final where we beat Chelsea. I remember. I remember where I was. I was in a. In a pub in Stevenage called the Proverbial. Um, Other pubs are are available. Other pubs are available. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was a good day. But I, I remember we went. I went away to Wigan as well once, and um, Van der Vaart got a brace. And uh, nice. We we tore him apart that game, and he was superb. Yeah. And it was a really good day out. That was yeah. He was one of my favourites. I've, I've I had a couple of disastrous trips to Wigan. Have I've you? been there twice. Yeah. First time I went, um, we'd re-signed Jermaine Defoe. In yeah. January, so we'd got Harry, we brought Defoe back, yeah. went into the game buzzing, and we lost 1-0, Figaro scored in injury time. Oh, absolutely no, horrendous. Yeah. And then <laughs> after that, I was like, I'm going back to Wigan again. I'm not letting that be like my experience at Wigan. Yeah. I went back the following year, and we drew 0-0. Oh, Didier yeah. Zakora played right wing. I think you're probably the only man to go back to Wigan twice as well. Yeah. Most people yeah. Go yeah. Not even for football reasons. No, yeah. <laughs> Quality. Um, cool, so we've got quite a few things to go through um, but the opening question that I put out on Facebook, Twitter and Reddit was if you could change one thing about Spurs what would it be? Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read out um, some of the stuff that people have, have written in with and then we'll have a chat about if there's anything that, that we'd want to change um, but as always really really good uh, good response online uh, so thanks everybody um, there was a lot of talk actually about um, 
the fans panicking being one thing that they'd like us to stop. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Chris Carter, family of the show, wrote in and said, no plan B. Um, so that'll be something that, that he'd like to change and also change the culture of constantly comparing ourselves to the rivals Chelsea and Arsenal, focus on their own progression. I think that's a really good one because we are, we yeah. can as fans be quite guilty of being like, oh my God, we're doing this, but what are Chelsea and Arsenal doing where? I yeah. genuinely think if Arsenal was a different club than they were in our rivals, we'd have finished above them half a dozen times. You think, yeah, so just that pressure. Bothered yeah. about, about getting above them. Yeah, um, that's a fair point. Yeah. But, so I think that's, that's quite a good one. Um, James Berrington, fans need to stop panicking. I think that's a fair point. Um, he put, yeah. we're aiming so high that even failure will have an echo of glory. Believe in those words, fellow Spurs people move on. Love that. That's one right. of my favourite things that uh, has come in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's some other stuff which actually a lot of people have written in which focuses specifically on uh, Liverpool, which we'll touch on in a minute. But I'd like to read something out from Gareth. Um, hasn't been on for a while, so Gareth, when you, when you are available, let us know and come back on. But he said... Uh, firstly, this last weekend pretty much sums up the difference between Spurs and Arsenal that has been the last 20-25 years, i.e. Arsenal in crisis, debate rages over their manager's future, discontent amongst fans, suffer consecutive defeats, have a home fixture against a team suffering at the bottom of the table, play poorly, get lucky and end the game on the same number of points as Spurs. Whereas we're on an upward trajectory, 11 matches unbeaten, have a chance to lay down a marker and put pressure on the league leaders, playing a traditionally strong team who are in a woeful run of form, especially at home. We play poorly, get beaten. At the end of the day, we're on the same number of points of Arsenal who are supposedly in disarray. I mean, Cutting words. Yeah, I mean, don't hold back, Gareth, next time yeah. you write in, will you? Say what you really um, But you know what? It's, it might be seen as a negative view, but it's an accurate one as well, to be fair. Like, you look what's going on down the road, and I guess this is what Chris was saying about stop comparing ourselves to uh, Chelsea and Arsenal. Yeah. Um, but it, I want to disagree with him, but I do dis, I do agree with him um, that there is. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a really good point. But it's not really one I've got an answer for. So comparing ourselves to clubs. Yeah, I think I, I think that's positive to be honest. Uh, I know I can see Chris's point, but we're lucky to have rivals. I think, especially in London. Mm. Um, we're well, London. Everyone's got a rival because there's so many clubs. But the, where we are, we should be we should embrace the rivalry rather than like shun it away. I mean, you look at, um, I think a part of it as well is a little bit of jealousy in terms of like what they've won and sort of what they've gone on to. I mean, I think if you look at the other way, you look at someone like West Ham, mm. whenever they beat us, they bring out a DVD and things like this. And yeah. Like this because they're jealous of us. They know that we're bigger than them, that we're rivals than them. Um, so when we beat Arsenal and Chelsea, um, we think it's a, it's a really decent result because it is. Um, and I think once we do finish above Arsenal that one year, I think that I think the wheels might come off for them. And uh, you think maybe we'll calm down a little bit about it as well, because yeah, it's like we've course, done it. Yeah, it's like break that break that bad run. And uh, it was when they did it last year. Just what got me the most was the players that like mm. Chesney and Podolski. Like yeah. Chesney, you've been shipped out alone, like because they don't want you. And Podolski, you weren't even playing, so yeah, I don't understand exactly. what you're going about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Dan Hearn, Holiday Dan, over in Australia, has wrote in. Um, he made a few points, but just on like what he would change about Spurs. So he said he would have bought Shevchenko instead of Rebrov. Um, <laughs> brilliant, or both, as they were a useful partnership. Or Mabbott seeing Gaza's first challenge in the FA Cup final and calming him down and having a word before the disastrous foul on Gary Charles. Yeah. So he would change some very specific things exactly, there as well, yeah. which I quite like. <laughs> I quite like that from Dan. Um, let's talk about Liverpool. Um, 
going into the game, we were, on, we were talking about it on the pod last week and we were saying Liverpool in a terrible run. They've only won one game all year. That was against Plymouth and it took them three hours to beat them and mm. all of that. So going into it, I was thinking we've, we've got a good chance. We've got a few injuries, but Liverpool's look pretty vulnerable, especially at home. Go into it, start quickly and I think, yeah, we've got, we've got a good chance. But I mean, it was far from that, to be honest. I thought Liverpool came out the flying from minute one really the yeah, first 20 minutes did. we didn't we didn't get a kick we didn't get out of our half we couldn't keep the ball um, Mane got two in two minutes <sighs> it was always going to be difficult 2-0 down to come back we did it as City and it was a little bit too much really for us to sort of recover from yeah it was um, I felt a lot for Ben Davis he got a lot of criticism and don't get me wrong he had, he had a poor game but he had absolutely no protection from minute one and you can be the best left you can be Roberto Carlos if you've got two rapid players against you and it's 2v1 for an hour Never gonna be you, you, you've not got a chance I felt no. I really really felt for him um, he went to the back four he had Vimmer on the bench he doesn't necessarily in my opinion seem to have the confidence in Vimmer at the minute to play him last season he was straight in if there was anybody injured he was, you're right, yeah. straight in so yeah. I thought maybe we might have gone with a back three yeah. but then it's the debate, can Davis play as a left wing back, which which is another debate which we can talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, but Dyer, I'm a massive fan, but again, it wasn't it wasn't his best game at all. No. I mean, was there anything that you think specifically went wrong? Were Liverpool just better than us on the day? Were we tactically naive? Yeah, what I do think, you think? I, I firstly think with um, I wasn't too confident going in with our back line, and I think mm. you've highlighted there the one man I was worried about was Dyer. And I just thought with them, them three getting fit for Liverpool, with Coutinho, Firmino, mm. Mane, um, Dyer hasn't looked great at all. And when you take Danny Rose out of our team as well, we're not the same no. back four. And Vertonghen's not there as well. So I, that was the area I worried about. And um, I just think we were all over the shop. I would have liked to see him gone to a back five and bring Vimmer mm. in because he could have played Alvaro in the middle, just sweeping. Um, but I, again, I, I, you can't, we can't just. I can't highlight just Dyer. I, th- I think Vanyama. Um, had a woeful game like mm. up to his standards what he's set now he wasn't at it at all he kept giving the ball away and he um, was trying things he wasn't usually trying um, I just think they uh, they highlighted it on some of the the punditry of a week um, of how our shape was all wrong at the back and yeah. the, the we're pushing up so far the win backs it's almost like we were playing win backs at a time Lloris, every time he gets the ball, he sort of looks to kick it to one of them, doesn't he? And, he, and then one of them gets a flick on. I think but as well that we, we've struggled a little bit because we, we were playing that back three and we looked brilliant with it. Um, we had a wing back so high, we had three rock solid centre backs. When we've switched back to a back four, it's almost like our positioning is still as if we're playing that back three. Exactly. And yeah. the centre halves, there were so many times with Toby and with Dyer where it was just a, a pretty direct ball forward yeah. and they were so far apart but yeah. because they, they're almost used to that in the games when they've been playing the back three yeah. that we were just we were just so far off it and I don't know, I, don't, I didn't think it was great keeping from Hugo on the second goal no, um, yeah. but having said that he pulled up a couple of absolute welders so did, yeah. I can't have a go at him too much. No, yeah. It wasn't a terrible goal but I didn't think, I didn't think yeah. it was great but... Uh, this is the. I mean, I love Poch and I don't want to criticise him, but I think this was the first time he's got it wrong for quite a while. I've watched yeah. Liverpool play a lot, and I think the best way to play against Liverpool is hit it long. Mm. Just literally, just get it to your full backs, hit 50, 60 yard diagonals. We've got a big centre forward playing against Lucas. You'd think yeah. 
he can hold that up all day. He can chest it. He can win his headers. He can bring yeah. other people into play. And I just thought, when we actually did look like we were going to score, it was when, from a just from basically a big punt up the field. When Alderweireld would get the ball, and he'd look for Ali on the run. This is it. So, it. I mean, I was fr- I was frustrated watching it because I think as good as Liverpool are going forward, there there's quite a straightforward way of beating them. And all the teams that have caused them problems this season have defended deep and hit long balls on the break. Yeah, true. So I thought. Maybe we could have adapted a little bit more against them. Um, yeah, I think you're right as well about Poch, especially. Um, I think last year he was criticised a lot for sort of not having the plan B. I think someone mentioned it in your notes earlier. Yeah. Um, I think this year he got it right a lot of, a lot of times this year, especially going to that the back three, and then he's gone from from a four-two-three-one. He's mixed it to four-three-three as well, and then so we started to. I think he sort of got rid of that myth that he didn't have a, an idea yeah. of plan B, but. The other night, it really went back to like sort of last Tottenham, where it was like mm. we're all over the shop at the back, and yeah. it didn't really look like Poch had many answers to it. To be honest, no. And looking at the stats as well, um, so I'm I'm looking at a picture in front of me here, which basically shows the percentage of where Liverpool attacked. It was 22% on their left, 28% in the middle, and 50% on their right. Which I mean, so it was mm. it was a clear game plan. Mane on the right wing, Davis not the quickest. Not slow, but Marnie's going to beat him in a foot race. We're going to get the ball out there. And we we didn't have any answers for it. And it, I touched on it before, 2v1, no cover from Sun. And to be fair to Poch, he did identify it and he did swap wings. But, I mean, that was a 2-0. Yeah. He pulled Sun onto the right to just try and give Davis a little bit more help. But yeah. frustrating game. I'm just going to read out um, what a few of the listeners have wrote in. So Mark Walsh has wrote in and said, uh, Davis was left painfully exposed time and time again on the left side. Sun didn't give the poor chap any help at all in the first half. Would have thought that Sissoko would have done a better job and bring Sun on for the second half. Sissoko had the blinder against City at home on the left side in front of Rose. Why not put him in there again? Trust issues, probably. Dyer and Toby um, looks a bit shaky and unbalanced. Toby and Rimmer have experience of 10-plus games together in the league. Why not persevere with him? We all saw the job he did last year when we lost Jan. The issue of trust comes up, I think. 3-4-3 with Vimmer, Toby and Dyer and Walker Davis would have been a lot more solid. But I think with the rotten run Liverpool run, Potts thought we could get a result, which is fair enough. Plan openly being exposed time and time again on the left and individual errors led to our loss. Liverpool were well worth the three points though. It wasn't the best I've seen them this season. I don't think the players expected them to make such a vast improvement in their performance levels given how shocking they were against Hull a few days ago. I think that's perf- that perfectly summed up. Yeah. Um, we talk about Sun quite a lot on here and we're split really. Some of us really like him. Some of us think he's better on, on the bench coming on after an hour, 70 minutes when the defence is knackered. What do you um, think? It's a t- I think he's been playing very, very well but I think he's not defensively disciplined. He's yeah. great if you need a goal or if a team had just sat back. But in the bigger away games, I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not 100%. Sissoko, he's been very hit and miss. I think it would probably have been more of a gamble to have started Sissoko and dropped Sun because yeah. Sun's actually been playing quite well. Yeah. But Sissoko's been a bit hit and miss. Yeah. Um, but I think it's a really, really fair point. Um, we'll see what he goes with next. I'm interested to see the squad and the team selections for the next couple of games which we'll come on to in a bit um, but some other points as well so Simon Mitchell wrote in saying it's quite obvious we found our plan B in the 3-4-3 tactics that took us on a wave of victories over Christmas that became plan A and we looked indestructible Yang got injured never expected Vimmer to slot him but he hasn't he's been poor and Potts has got no trust in him Davis stepped in as a second half sub but the injury to, Mo- to Rose meant he's had to play left back or wing back wing back's not his position so Mm. Again, I think they're fair points, and it's just 
it's it's I mean it's tough, especially as a fullback coming into a team. Yeah. What can you do other than not get noticed? Do you yeah, know what I mean? True. It's like especially when you're up against probably one of the best players in the league in that in that role sort of pace and massive goal threat for that team yeah and I think uh, Danny Rose said after the home game which was 1-1 against Liverpool that Mane's the best player he's ever played against oh really so I mean that is a that's, that's telling, a pretty yeah, pretty exactly. big compliment but I, I actually think that purely looking at the games where we've played against opposition that Liverpool are the best team we've played this season right. in terms of they've stopped us the most they've caused us the most problems yeah they're probably not probably nobody's going to catch Chelsea realistically but no, I think yeah. purely head to head they're the best team I've seen yeah there's probably there's something in that as well because I'm sure Man City fans will say we're the best team they're playing yeah. against and it must be this sort of style that we and Liverpool sort of have is this this intense pressing and um, never letting anyone sleep when uh, when they're on the ball. Um, so there must be something in that really. I mean, when you've got another team like Chelsea who just sort of very structured and grind out results yeah. and uh, there must be a different outfit to play against. You probably feel like you've been in more of a game. Or you're in, you feel like you're in more of the game when you're in against Chelsea. But when you play against someone like Arsenal, Liverpool, when they just blitz you, you think, oh, we've we've been at it. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's almost like our style and Liverpool style. It suits a better opposition. Yeah. Because a better opposition are going to want to play out and try and score goals, whereas a Burnley mm. are going to get eleven behind the ball and say, come on and try and Absolutely, break us down. Yeah. I think that's the. If we're going back to things to change about Tottenham, that's the one thing I would change. Like, yeah, the, the we're dreadful when teams just sit. I think I remember Mourinho actually said once about Tottenham, just you know, just let them have the ball, let, let them do what they want because they don't scare me or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. It was like they're a team that have got incredible control on a game, but they don't yeah, penetrate. Exactly. They don't create yeah, anything. and that, that's such a such a telling comment about Tottenham. Like, and it's really true as well. I think mm. really struggle. I think. But then you look at it and Liverpool Achilles heel this season has been against them smaller teams as well, hasn't it? Because yeah. I think they put a stat up before the game which was the record of the top six head-to-heads and Liverpool were flying in it. They were yeah. absolutely brilliant in it. But then they lose They lose at Burnley, they lose at Hull, they mm-hmm. lose at home to Swansea. And then they're the, that, I mean, that's probably the main reason why they won't go on to win the league this season. But Chelsea are probably too far ahead. Yeah. Um, what you're saying about Chelsea, so I, I watched part of the game against Burnley. Mm. I looked at their bench and they've got Batshuayi, William, and Fabregas on the bench. Yeah. And then I looked at our bench, and we've got Winks, Janssen, Sissoko. Mm-hmm. Is that is that why Chelsea's so far ahead? Like, have we got enough enough depth in our squad? Like, no, I don't think we have. And you just look at that period when Kane was out and Janssen was there. Um, we didn't have the best run, and uh, and it's not just about um, you know when Kane's not in a team. Um, because we need when when he's in the team, it's great and it's fine. But we we do need someone on the bench to help him at least, or to have are, another option. There are games where he's not going to be playing brilliantly, exactly, where he yeah. looks like he's struggling. It's like, what do we do then? Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, because um, he, I think Poch does like to drop him deep sometimes as well. He says, right, you go pick up the ball, you can arrive late in the box, and maybe drop Ali back, and that that's even more attacking than what we what we're used to. But. Um, yeah, we, I mean, some of the injuries we've had this year as well, like Lamella, like he's another uh, bit of a Marmite what's, what's player. What's going on with him? Have we heard anything more about well, that? Uh, at the weekend, Pochettino said it was step by step, which is a very vague answer. Do you know what I mean? That like, doesn't really mean anything. Um, but again, like he's gone out. Um, and then once once we had that 11 settled, and I think maybe Sam was a 12, um, we, we look unplayable sometimes. I mean, yeah. away at Watford this year, we absolutely blitzed them. Um, 
but we do need more than that 11 you're right and I think Chelsea's bench and even like um, the other team's bench United's bench is better than ours I think and um, and Arsenal's bench saying that as well yeah I mean it's tough right to find either a player that's willing to come and sit on your bench or somebody that's going to go straight into the team it's, it's difficult to find it that's, but that's when then wages come into play there doesn't it like, exactly exactly William's happy to be a bit part player for Chelsea because he's earning 120, 30 grand a week. And then that always begs the question, like, I don't think I'd be happy as a supporter having a player that's on ridiculous money that's happy to sit on the bench. Like, yeah. you can tell when, like, Winks and Tissokan, even Janssen, he's, he's, he's been far from good signing, but at least when he comes on, there's a bit of urgency and you can see them, they want to make an impact on yeah. the game, whereas some of these other players that are running crazy money they just sort of Fabregas is the moment for me just sort of comes on and struts about and doesn't yeah. do a lot but then he can turn a game and that, yeah. that, when you've got three players as good as that on your bench yeah, exactly. it says a lot because I mean yeah. them, them three are going to walk into the start in the 11 of most Premier League teams yeah probably you're right yeah um, there's two games this week so we've got Ghent Thursday night in the Europa League and then we've got Fulham on Sunday away in the FA Cup what team would you pick against Ghent? Would you go full strength? Would you completely weaken it and play a young side and think the Europa League's not a priority? Or do you go for it and be like, if we can win 3-0, the tie's dead? How would you we, approach we it? We're away first. We're away. We're away first. Um, personally, I'd go... Bearing in mind we've got Fulham next in the cup, I would probably go a bit stronger mm-hmm. this time. Um I'm, I'm never a fan and when we've got a league game next I always think we struggle it's just stats prove we struggle yeah. so I'd probably like to win this one if you get if you get two away goals in any sort of cut competition then you're usually alright um, so I'd go probably strong I'd, I'd probably I'd play Larice. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't play Vaughan I'd, it might be a personal mini mind but I just I just don't trust Vaughan you're not sure yeah I'd, there's something about it when I trust mm. um, and then I'd play I'd play Trippier um I guess Davis has to play, doesn't he? Davis has of... to play, exactly, yeah. And I'd play... Uh, I'd probably play Alderweireld and Vimmer. <coughs> I'd probably... Um, I'd either rest Dyer or I'd rest Manyama. I'm not yeah. too sure. Um, I'd like to see him move Dyer back into midfield. Yeah, we'll feel like, get like a bit of confidence back, maybe, yeah. yeah. Um, and I'd definitely play... I'd definitely play Winks. I think he'd have to get a run out. Yeah. Um, It'd be interesting to see what it does because he's also he's rotated and Carter Vickers has played a few. I don't think he's played. You, he didn't play any Champions League yeah. games, did he? But no. he's played cups and maybe Carter Vickers might come in. You, yeah, he might do. You yeah. never know. But then he might save him for the weekend. Yeah, that's true. Um, but it'd be great, regardless of the team selection, to just get out there, just get a big win, yeah. and then the home game. He doesn't need to rest players, but there's not as much pressure on it, and we can just take it a bit easy when we bring yeah. it back to Wembley. Um, tickets for that home game as well, five pound yeah. for, for a ticket for. Uh, do you know what I mean? To go and watch Spurs at Wembley oh, yeah. is mad, and it's <clears throat> great for the loyalty points as well. So it's five loyalty points to oh, go right, to yeah, that. Um, so anybody that wants to boost their loyalty points, I'm not sure how many tickets are available if there are any. Um, I know the tickets were selling pretty quickly, but I mean, if you can get in and get your loyalty points up, that's that's a pretty good one to get them mm. to but what's your prediction for that game do you think we'll go away and we'll, we'll get a good result well um, my knowledge again isn't uh, great <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> I'm not, I'm not to claim yeah, to know uh, I thought we were playing Genk for the first week of drawing them I thought it was Benteke's old lot but it's not it's oh, a it's completely not? different team oh, no, right, I had no yeah. idea I had no idea <laughs> you're very familiar with Benteke's old lot yeah I don't know what they're like What um, are they doing well in their league I couldn't tell you 
No? I absolutely no idea. I mean, they they must be a decent side because they've progressed through the group stages. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's Southam- true. Southampton didn't get through their group, so yeah. they must be a decent team. And all of these sides that we've played in the past four or five years in the Europa League, we always think that'll be an easy win. Yeah. It never never ends up being that. They've right, always... Yeah clever opposition yeah um, so I think it'll be a tough game I reckon it'll be a draw this one I could see it being a 1-1 yeah and I was going to bring them back to Wembley with a draw which it wouldn't that wouldn't be too disastrous no, get the away true. goal yeah I've just completely forgot we're not at the lane are we at Wembley yeah Wembley, so um, I f- it does worry me being at Wembley again mm. um, I think I think we might win away from home yeah. Yeah. Spurs generally this year have been alright away from home not as quite as good as last year but mm. I think we'll be okay what's your prediction I'll go I go two one two one yeah take that be well mm-hmm. happy with that um, so we've got that and then on Sunday we've got Fulham away in the FA Cup which I've managed to get a couple of tickets to which will oh, be great so not been to Fulham before so that'll be a, a good experience go down to Craven Cottage London Derby uh, yeah everyone who goes to Fulham always says like what a stadium yeah it's brilliant yeah plenty of layers on as well because I feel it's absolutely freezing <laughs> over there right on the Thames but I mean I can't wait for this FA Cup like I said London Derby I reckon the atmosphere will be buzzing yeah Traditionally, it's always Fulham was always when in the Premier League. It was always like well, Fulham away. That's, that's that's a tough game. Yeah. I mean, obviously the Championship side now, yeah. um, but hopefully we can go there. I expect us to be at full strength for that. I've yeah. I've seen no reason why we wouldn't be absolutely everybody playing for that. I mean, it's the FA Cup. You're only a couple of games from Wembley in yeah. the semi-final. So it's I mean, <clears throat> it's I a, think um, Poch is under. Slight pressure as well to win a trophy with this lot. I mean, everyone talks about how good this team is, and then they want to sort of leave their mark and not just sort of everyone leave and nothing ever happens. So I think this is a good year to really lay down your mark and say we're going to win this trophy. Yeah. What's like what's more important to you? If I was to say to you, we'll, we'll finish runner-up this season. Or if I was to say to you, we'll come six, but we'll win the FA Cup. Like what? In, purely in your opinion, what what would you rather see? Uh, just because I haven't seen many trophies for Tottenham, and I feel like. The FA Cup is is massive, so I would take the trophy all day. Yeah. Um, I think there's, there's plenty of other times you can get in the top four. You like you don't you don't some of the years you get knocked out of the FA Cup quite early. So yeah. once you get to these later stages, I think you should really go for it. I'm completely with you on that, and I, I was having this debate with my brother, who was saying, "No, you got to be in the top four. It's all about Champions League football. The elite European players want to play Champions League football." But I was saying to him, uh, purely if you were a player. You can go to a club that's just won a trophy and you can compete for trophies yeah. or you can play in the Champions League. What's mm. more important? Like Whenever you see ex-pros on the telly, listen to them on TalkSport or wherever, they always talk about the trophies they've won. It's never, yeah. I played for 15 years in the Champions League. It's yeah. always, I won two FA Cups exactly. and a League Cup. And so, think, of the, think of the after-dinner circuit. No, no, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, they always bring out the team that won the FA Cup. They don't bring out the team who finished second in one year, did they? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, bearing in mind the lot down the road have qualified for the Champions League a ridiculous amount of years, they're going to lose both their best players most likely in the summer. So yeah. actually, it's not all about it. It's not just about it. those players are going to leave because they're not competing for trophies. Yeah. So for me, we've got such a good chance in the FA Cup this year. Yeah. Uh, it would be unbelievable to win it. And I'm. I've said I said after the first round we played and I was like I'm going to go to every FA Cup game this season because I'm going to yeah. say when we won it I was at every I was game I was at every game so are you, are you on have you done every one so done far every one so far oh, so Jack. that was why I was buzzing so much when I got Fulham tickets <laughs> so uh, so that'll be good um, prediction for the Fulham game um, I mean I hope we win I think we will 
Um, if he plays full strength, we should win this quite comfortably. Um, I don't know whether I don't know how much Fulham would um, sort of play their full strength team in this. They're doing all right. Uh, they're in doing the right league, in the league, so aren't they? Yeah, I, f- I had a thriller at the other week at home, didn't they? They um, they won last minute. Was it four three or four, three, three something, something like that? Like that. Yeah, they've yeah. got the, the young lad Aluku. He's a good player. Um, is Scotty Parker still there? I think so. Is he yeah. still doing his three sixty turns? Yeah, the little bit? Is he's still <laughs> there. Throwing himself at every ball. Yeah, that'll be great to watch. But, him play. Um, yeah, that I've I've seen that Aluku play before for Fulham. Mm. He's a good player, but um, but no, I think if if we're at full strength, which I'm sure Poch would, we, we yeah. should be comfortable. Yeah, I think I could see this one being a rout, yeah, and being one of them where we get a couple of goals and it's like prove a point. Yeah, and really like heavy, like four or five nil. I can yeah. really see that this week. And um, it's, we're on the Beavers, aren't we? So two o'clock, even better. Yeah, in front exactly. of the cameras. Exactly. If you see a man on the pitch when the fourth goal goes <laughs> in, that'd be me. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Spurs ladies as well so um, again those of you that haven't listened to the interview that I did with Josie Green a few weeks ago please go onto the SoundCloud page uh, and give that a listen because that was really really good Um, but I went to watch them play yesterday Um, so they had Lewis FC at home uh, which they played down at Chesney FC Um, so they had them at home um, obviously they're top of the league Spurs so it was played 10-1-9 drawn one lost none so far this season so girls are absolutely smashing it which is brilliant yeah Freezing cold yesterday, the pitch was churned up. It was a really, really scrappy first 30 minutes with not many chances, like tackles flying in. It was like a proper British yeah. uh, British league game, uh, which yeah. was great to watch. Um, but they managed to win the game 2-0, which was great. Yeah. Um, Wendy Harris got them both, um, who played up top. She had, she had an excellent game up front. The first one came after about 35, 40 minutes where she was she was in one-on-one, had a shot, the keeper parried it, and she got the rebound, which was great. Uh, and then the second one came quite late in the game. I think it was about 80, 85 minutes after we'd actually defended really, really well. They put a lot of pressure on us, but they were really resolute at the back. Uh, it was a set-piece, ball whipped in. It was literally like a Peter Crouch header, bullet header into the top corner nice. and uh, everyone went mad so that was great <laughs> so another brilliant win for the girls so they're, they're absolutely flying at the moment at the top of that league they've got a tough game next week where they play Brighton so next, so Sunday when we play Fulham the girls are playing at the same time they've got Brighton at home uh, so anybody not watching the Spurs-Fulham game get down to Chesney FC and watch that because that'll be a really tasty cup tie Brighton are the division above Ooh. so uh, we're underdogs going into that one but Brighton were in the same league as us last season, so oh, okay. played them before. So <laughs> and it's the cup. Be, anything can happen in the cup, yep. can't it? So <laughs> that'll be that'll be great. And hopefully the girls can get through there. Um, and we've, they've also got their other cup final, which is scheduled in for I think it's the middle of March. So that's not too far away either. So good luck to them this weekend. Hopefully they can uh, yeah, they can pull out a big win. I've got a player feature as well today. Here we go. Um, so we're talking about one of my favourite players, uh, Tom Huddleston. Great player, Tom. Another one that I think very Spursy in yeah. terms of the way he is. Great to watch on the eye. Could yeah. Literally, he's a good passer, as you'll see. That's a lot of people say, other than Glenn Hoddle, he's the, probably the best passer of the ball. My dad says that he's the best passer of the ball he's seen at Spurs, which is a pretty, pretty That's big high statement. Praise that is, yeah. Very high praise. But so this is Tom Hudson's player feature. So he was born 1986 on the 28th of December. Uh, came through the ranks at first Notts Forest, um, but was released at the age of 12. Uh, told him that he wasn't good enough, but went and had a trial at Derby, uh, who took him on into their youth system. And he began his pro career with them in 2003. 
Uh, broke into the first team pretty quickly because of his technical abilities. Made his debut against Stoke City. That was in a 3-0 home defeat in the league. Aged just 16 in that. Um, not that he struggled physically. He was always a pretty big player. Yeah. So, I mean, putting him <laughs> in as a 16-year-old, uh, <laughs> that, that was too much. He had also played for England schoolboys as well. Oh, right. um, played centre-back quite a lot for them. Again, pretty big lump. Yeah, You can see that. I mean, when we signed him, people were talking about him being a centre-back. Yeah, and Chris has also got a really good Tom Huddleston story, which we'll talk about once I've done this. He's really sold no out pressure. really good, no by pressure. the way. The yeah. best story yeah. you'll hear it's this week. It's all right, week. it's not really good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, he broke into the Derby first team, and although Derby actually struggled, he was one of Derby's best players in that season. He went on to appear in 43 of their 46 league games that season, uh, and in total, when he left, he'd made 95 appearances for them, so pretty strong start to his career. And it was in 2005 where he moved to Spurs, but immediately went on loan to Wolves. Scored his first league goal at Derby, uh, funny enough, before returning back to Spurs. Uh, and he made his debut. Uh, he came on as a sub in a 1-0 away loss to Fulham on 31st of Jan 2006. He scored his first goal in the League Cup fourth round match against Port Vale. That was November the 8th, 2006. And he scored two goals in that game. Um, his favourite, or my favourite goal of his, was a brilliant away strike against Man City. Man City, I was about to say that goal. That was weird. I still to this day don't know how he manages to hit the ball the way he hit it. Yeah. Um, but anybody that's not seen that, just go on YouTube, type in Tom Huddleston, Man City goal. It's an absolute screamer. It's a peach, isn't it? Um, yeah, but brilliant. He, I mean, he was notorious for us as anywhere within 30 yards if he's got the ball. Not only could he pick any pass out, but he could score, and he scored some absolute belters. Yeah, yeah. I remember one against Arsenal in the three-three draw. Yeah, I remember that one. Yeah. Left foot half volley again. Yeah. He cracked it in. Yeah, uh, he got a beauty in the four-four against Chelsea as well yeah, at the home. Left foot where he bends it into the bottom corner. That's yeah, the that one. Nice, That's yeah. the one. But I mean, he scored so many really, really nice goals for us. Um, he was involved in the famous 2008 Carling Cup victory, which you talked about earlier, yeah. against Chelsea. Um, he was actually his, uh, he got brought on, didn't he? And Ramos said that was a tactical genius move. And, did indeed. Uh, did indeed. Then, then Ramos failed the next year. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one thing, good thing he did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you're right, he came on as a sub in that game and he was involved in the penalty. So there was, it was a handball, which oh, led yeah. to Berbatov's penalty, was, which yeah. uh, Tommy was involved in. Um, in total... Um, 144 appearances for the club stretching over eight years so really 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 good player he was excellent for us uh, throughout his time there and he's currently is at Hull he's made 126 appearances since 2013 and he's got four international caps for England yeah he's just got back in the whole team now hasn't he like the new manager obviously fancies him yeah because before feeling weren't really playing him and he was, he, he just didn't he didn't he fancy him for feeling wasn't he I think he liked to he liked, really liked a bit, to run around, bit of David Myler, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we all like a bit of David Myler. Um, great player, Tommy Addison. I, I loved him. Um, favourite memory? Have you got a favourite memory of Tommy? Yeah, probably, yeah. I um, I used to go... Um, I'll tell you a story. Here that's you go, it, that's my memory. There of we go. Yeah, it was, uh, I used to go watch Spurs... Um, back then it was the Spurs Reserves, but, and then it got changed on 21s, but the mm. Spurs Reserves and there. It was at Stevenage Ground, so it was every Monday night or Tuesday night, I can't remember... Um, and he played in one of the games I went down with my dad and it was freezing that night and we played Charlton and um, you've never seen a man boss a football match like mm. he didn't move all game and was just pinging balls left and right right foot left foot um, and everyone in the crowd that night just thought wow what a player this is yeah. and even my dad who like is notoriously negative about every Tottenham player <laughs> just thought yeah, that, is, yeah, yeah. That, that lad is going to go going to play somewhere yeah um, and he obviously he went off to play good things yeah but um, yeah that, that night in particular 
I think you always remember the, some games where they might not be the best players in the world, but you remember when they've just had an absolute storm of a game, yeah. So there you go, the man that discovered Tom Huddleston. Oh, sat yeah. in the room with me. Cheers. Chris Moody, <laughs> there we go. Sorted. Um, no, I loved him. Uh, brilliant, brilliant player. Um, that's it, to be honest. We've reached, we've reached the end of the show. Um, great to have you on. Welcome back anytime. Jack, thank you so I'll much, you know, mate. Yeah, uh, I really enjoyed it. I'll let you know the listeners' feedback, only the good stuff, so there might not yeah. be that much. But, uh, <laughs> 360. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, fingers crossed for this week. Hopefully we can get a strong win against Ghent and get through in the FA Cup. But remember, whatever happens, the future's bright, future's lily white. Come on, you Spurs. His knees have gone all trembly And a Tim requires assembly Danny Montauer Local boy Ledley King Greavesy scoring everything Glenn Hoddle, Chrissy Waddle Lee Young-Kyo Casey Keller, USA Woodgate is not fit to play Tramatini, Kudachini Freddie Canute Gary Mabbitt in Chilin Sergi Redwell for the win Run for me, Nick on me For three stout Terry Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain I go to White Hart Lane Linica playing fair Modric here, there, everywhere Pat Jennings, luscious hair Super Vertonghen Avliachenko number nine Naeem from the halfway line Villa's running 81 Under Twin Towers Daniel Levy's transfer steals Harry Redknapp steals on wheels The legend Steve Perryman, MBE Hugo Loris clean sheet Ball and Stefan Dalmatty I'm playing at White Hart Lane, Nicola Bertie Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, his football did the trick He showed the world what Spurs could do The League and Cup we won in 1961 Aaron Lennon's line green shoes Gareth Bailey used to lose Alan Hutton wheel knew his passport said Spain Berbatov turn and strop Hartsey saving from the spot Beat Chelsea at Wembley we lifted the League Cup Maradona is a spur We're the football connoisseurs Chaz and Dave's Cockney raves Chirpy the cockerel Mendes shoots from halfway. Carol fumbling the same. Flattenberg doesn't, doesn't give the goal. Abizela's work of art. Tricky Rafa van der Vaart. He's got no head, we don't care. Martin Martin Yo. Lily White's from White Hart Lane. Red so Ziegler sounded just like Ziegler. Getting to the grounds of pain. Getting nasty blisters down the Seven Sisters Teddy inter-equalise Ginger Pele in disguise People speak of the technique that Jason Dozel act Jamie Redknapp on TV We love Alan Mullery Raziak, don't come back Andersimovich Crenshaw substitution Tom Hardwister's distribution Jermaine Defoe, he's Cisco He's linguistic skills Scott Parker could not try harder Danny Rose is 30 yarder Darren Bent's headed wide Sandra could have scored that Heroes in blue and white We sold Zakora and we dropped Zamora Spurs make my dark days bright 
But it makes me sad The Steagle was so bad Robbie Keane In the box Edgar Davids Dreadlocks Palacios Stripey socks Everson Hattrick Dave Mackay picking fights European glory nights Terry Dyson go on my son Cliff Jones on the wing Dean Richards, John White, legendary Lily White Out there A.S. forget Two there is to do Clive Allen Paul Allen Joe Allen Les Allen Rory Allen Russell Allen Allen Gilsey Lily White from White on Lane Kazuyuki Toda Bentley's free kick over We treat Judas with disdain His transfer was a farce So shove him up your arse And Liam Walker's page three go Gus Poirier free kick go Gomez made super saves He can shag my wife Edrington loved the cookies Andy Reid loved the cookies Star Wars music and some Wookiees Right before the game Heroes in blue and white When I feel depressed In Coccinola undressed Wolfox never quits, you can be sure of it Robinson's long shot AVB's deep squat David Howe's on the prowl in the FA Cup Andy Sinton's England call Michael Brown starts a brawl Peter Crouch, 8 foot tall Jürgen Klinsmann's dive Arsene Wenger's dodgy vision Howard Webb's bad decisions Raman Vega playing Sega Sandro's kung fu kick Eric Torsten looking swell Espen Barson Leonard and Smith and Shippers bound to score Give me more and more and more Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to rain very high Then our football story will echo with glory Lily White and White are main If the budget allows The anchor will be ours Thanks Dave Henson 44 if he were here, we'd buy the boy a beer Heroes in white and blue This one's for Billy Nick, it's the ball did the trick He showed the world what's right to do The Leaving Cup we won in 1961 Heroes in white and blue We've all loved you since 1882 Even when I'm feeling grey Despite the tears and pain, I go to White Hart Lane Heroes in white and blue We like to win in style We've done it for a while It's better to aim very high Then our football story will 